0: Speak to you this night in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. Merry Christmas, dear friends. The waiting through Advent is over. On this holy night, we celebrate the incarnation, the coming of God among us in order to save us. This night is about more than tradition and sentimentality. It is holy, set apart because of he whose birth we've come to celebrate. His birth calls for elation and it commands our worship. His coming into this dark world as the light is why we light our candles tonight. And it is why we lift our voices in songs of praise and thanksgiving. His birth. The birth of our Lord Jesus Christ is why this night is holy. And friends, tomorrow, although a day off isn't just a day off from work, it isn't just about spending time with family and friends or enjoying your favorite meal and all of your other holiday traditions, it is rightly called a holiday because it is a holy day. Tonight we're just getting things started. On this holy night, we have heard what may be a familiar story told again. And the reason that we gather every year and tell the same story is because it's worth telling. You see, it's more than just a story that you've heard tonight, it's the story. Whether you realize it or not, this story, his story, is part of yours. You are in this too, as am I. No, we weren't there when it all happened, and we aren't referred to in the actual words used to tell this story, but his birth affects you and me, and indeed all humanity. On this holy night, friends, you're in the right place. Here amongst God's people, God is present, just as he was on that night. God present then in human form, wrapped in bands of cloth, lying in a manger in Bethlehem, is the same God who is here present with us now. And just as the shepherds were filled with joy at the news of his birth, and even more so, I think, when they saw him for themselves, I pray that the eyes of your heart will see him too, and that that joy will fill you. That the cares and concerns and worries and sorrows and anxieties of this life will fade. That that joy will be your strength. We rightfully just sang the hymn Joy to the World as we were preparing to tell his story. Right in the middle of his story. I love that. And again at the end. Listen to these words from the angel to the shepherds. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. The message of Christ's birth is good news for you. It's good news for me. It's good news for all of humanity. In fact, it's such good news that the angel says it'll cause great joy. This baby, this gift gives joy. Isn't that all of our hopes when we give a gift? Isn't that the reason you spent all the time you did at the mall or online shopping, whichever you did? Isn't that the reason? You wanted to make the people that you're giving those gifts to smile. You wanted to in some way bring them joy, yet it's just a thing. It's just stuff. A wanted thing, perhaps. But by the nature of it being things and stuff, it doesn't have the ability to give true joy. It may bring a smile. They may thank you profusely. It depends on how good the gift is, how well you were listening when they threw those cues your way. But it doesn't bring us true joy, right? Things break. Things mess up. Stuff gets ruined. Stuff gets lost. Any parent knows that well. We've all experienced that in life. But this joy that Christ brings is different. And the first clue for us of that truth in Luke's telling of the story is this announcement by the angel to the shepherds. This is different. This is one heck of a birth announcement. All the elaborate gender reveals and Instagram birth announcements of our age pale in comparison. You can be certain, friends, that if an angel appears to make an announcement, it's important. They are messengers of God and they command attention when they show up in scripture. The presence of the angel is meant to signal to us and for all those who would hear Luke's account of the birth of Christ, that this one about whom they are speaking is different, is special is chosen, is holy. Luke also wants us to pay attention to those to whom the angel chose to appear, to announce Christ's birth to, lowly shepherds. Perhaps these are not even the shepherds who own the sheep. Perhaps these are just the ones who happen to tend them overnight. Friends, this is the low of the low. This is an indicator, this is a sign that this is the beginning of the undoing of the status quo. Things aren't going to be the same anymore. And still to this day, they aren't. History was changed that night forever. By making this announcement to shepherds, God is highlighting the nature of he who was born. The angel said that a savior had been born. The Messiah. The Lord. Friends, this is huge. This is radical. This is not just a baby. This is the baby. The one who would save them and us. If CNN or CBC had been around, this would have been breaking news, interrupting your regularly scheduled programming. In that day Friends, no one threw around these terms, Savior, Messiah, and Lord, because the Jewish people were looking for the Messiah. They were looking for the one that would come and save them. They were looking for the Lord, God's anointed, God's chosen one, the one about who the prophets had spoken, both those long ago. And let us not forget our dear brother, J.B., John the Baptist. When the angel announced that in the city of David a Savior had been born, the Messiah, the Lord, this was significant. Could it be? Is this really it? Has the one for whom we've waited actually come? The angel said, here's a sign. Just so you know, you'll find the baby wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a manger. If I had been a shepherd, if the shepherds perhaps had had time to process what they had just heard, they must have thought something like this, wait a minute, right? The Savior, the Messiah, the Lord wrapped in cloths and did that angel just say lying in a manger? No. There must be a breakdown in the download of information, right? That file is corrupt. This is not how the long-awaited Messiah, the one who will save us and all humanity from sin and death, will enter. A baby in a manger? Yet they found Jesus. Just as the angel had said. It was just as it had been foretold by the prophets. This means of coming to us, of coming to save us, was with intention. This was no accident. It was with purpose. It was in order to demonstrate at that time and in that place, as well as in this time and in this place, That the one who came to save us, Jesus Christ, is the Savior, the Lord, the Messiah. The wait is over. Friends, if you find yourself still searching for that one, Jesus is that one. It was this act of Christ coming to us that Paul, in his letter to Titus, from our reading tonight, wrote about He said, when the goodness and loving kindness of God, our Savior, appeared, he saved us, not because of any righteousness that we had done, but according to his mercy. Friends, the goodness and loving kindness of God was seen in Jesus Christ, wrapped in cloth and lying in the manger on that night and the goodness and the loving kindness of God is still seen today when we hear, when we tell this story, when we eat and drink as we're going to do in a moment, the precious body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Through God's goodness, through God's grace, through the loving kindness shown to us in Jesus Christ, we have been saved, and it isn't because of anything that we've done. Rather, it's because of God's mercy. So hear these words afresh, in light of this holy night, and let your heart be filled with joy. God so loved the world, us and all humanity, that he gave his one and only Son, Jesus Christ, that whoever would believe in him shall have eternal life. This is the greatest gift, the one that gives true joy.